0: And joining us now to talk about all of this is General Jack Keane. He is the chairman of the Institute for the Study of War and Fox News senior strategic analyst. General, where do you think things are headed in Ukraine? And especially, as we've just heard even today from the president, more sanctions, um, some military, but it still seems slow going.
1: Yeah, I think uh, where we're heading certainly is The Russians have given up the idea of being able to take the capital city and topple the government. They've moved uh, all of their forces uh, that were surrounding the capital city. They have have gone. They've returned to Belarus. Uh, The same thing with Chernihiv, which is another major city in the north. Uh, The forces that were there have also returned to Russia. Uh, In Zumi, they pulled away from that, and some of those forces are heading towards the south to reinforce in the south but mostly the the forces around the capital city um, because they were so badly damaged uh, Rita and and some of them combat effective ineffective because they don't have equipment they don't have uh, all their people and some of the people they do have are not psychologically emotionally uh, capable of fighting They they need to be reconstituted and and that will take some weeks Um, meanwhile the Ukrainian forces that have been fighting them in those areas uh, are in better shape. Uh, so I think what the Ukrainians are going to do uh, as the Russians are consolidating their efforts in the South and East, uh, what they want to want to achieve them uh, is, is uh, deny Ukraine the coastline and make it a landlocked country. And that would have economic devastation on Ukraine who's so much relies on exporting its uh, agricultural products and other natural resources, you know, through those ports. That is what Russia is trying strategically to achieve. However, and the good news is they're struggling with it. They've been fighting in the Donbass region for a couple of weeks, trying to penetrate the Ukrainian lines. They haven't been able to do it. And some of the reinforcements that were brought in to help them do it uh, failed as well and uh, got sent back to Russia because... Uh, They they became combat refusals after a few days of fighting. So what what is happening here is the Ukraine military does have an opportunity, and and particularly given the horror of what we've seen of these atrocities and war crimes, to intensify their efforts and conduct offensive operations to attempt to drive the Russians out of the country. That is what Zelensky and his generals want to do. But they're frustrated because they need advanced weapon systems to to go on the offensive. They need tanks, armored vehicles, uh, MiG fighters to support those ground attacks, air defense systems to protect uh, the MiG fighters and, and some artillery. Some of that is coming. Uh, the United States is trying to get, some, get them some tanks out of Poland, uh, but they still do not have— Uh, any combat aircraft, additional combat aircraft in the MiGs. They don't have any additional air defense systems. So there's a level of frustration that while Zelensky and his generals see a huge opportunity here, an opportunity to crush the Russian army, uh, which, by the way, is in NATO's interest. Uh, NATO's concerned that Russia could possibly after a victory in Ukraine move on one of the NATO countries well if zelensky and his generals crushed the russian army in ukraine what better deterrence is there for nato it would take several years for the russian military to recover from uh, such a defeat it's so fortunate that uh, the nato countries while they're giving him assistance they're not they're not all in uh, and neither is the united states and and, and that is uh, that, that's that's frustrating. I, I personally think where the United States on this is um, unstated policy uh, is, is is certainly to assist Ukraine, but don't provoke Russia and end the war as quickly as possible, even if that deal is unfavorable to the Ukrainians, because they want to end the war, get back on their political domestic agenda here. Uh, in the United States is kind of where their mindset is. That's not where Zelensky is.
0: Absolutely. And General Jack what a sad um, statement um, that you're saying, because the goal should be to win. So Ukraine can win. So Russia gets pushed back. And just as you said, so it's a win not just for Ukraine, but for NATO and for the world. Do you feel that clearly there's politics playing here?
1: Well, it's politics and also fear. I mean, uh, I believe the Biden administration from the very outset prior to the invasion always feared provoking Putin because of the adverse consequences that could come from that. And I think that that fear is palpable and it operates in in the White House. And it's one of the reasons uh, why uh, Zelensky and his army is handicapped to a certain degree.
0: I want to ask you, because tomorrow uh, the U.N. is supposed to be voting on whether to keep Russia sort of in in the Security Council, um, a number of these things. Zelensky was pleading this week, as you know, General Jackeen, saying, you know, why do you basically exist if Russia is still on the Security Council? Is there anything you think that the U.N. can do or do you think it's just basically been deemed irrelevant?
1: I think the UN, by and large, is irrelevant. I don't. I don't see them doing much of anything that's consequential. They may be able to get a vote to get them off the Human Rights Council, which in of itself is is hard to imagine why they're on the Human Rights Council. But then again, so is Iran, so is China, and so is Brazil. Uh, so I mean, it, it, these things. Uh, why the UN would put people on a Human Rights Council? Uh, nations that clearly are are violating human rights every single day is is hard to fathom. Uh, I, I think it lacks utility and I don't think Zelensky really has much hope that they're gonna do anything consequential that's gonna help him.
0: What about the dribs and drabs of military that's been coming? Because even we heard today just a few hours ago President Biden was saying, Jack Keane that um, we're going to do some more sanctions. And it included sanctions on Putin's kids. My first reaction was, you haven't done that yet. You know, I mean, why didn't he throw out the kitchen sink even before the invasion? But if not before, at the very beginning, it's like he's still sort of just, you know, giving some javelins, um, you know, well, not
1: been a pattern of behavior. You know, dealing with the whole provocation before when 70,000 troops showed up on the Ukraine border in March. 60 days into the Biden administration, uh, and I admit, you know, they they were focused on Afghanistan, but what did they do? A Trump shipment of weapons was supposed to leave in March, having been planned and scheduled by the previous administration. And Biden and his team delayed it because they stated publicly they didn't want to provoke Putin into conducting an invasion. And they delayed it until the summer. And then after the Afghanistan fiasco, and in the fall, 150,000 troops are now on the Ukraine border. And another shipment was supposed to go in the fall, and they delayed it again for the same reason. They didn't want to provoke Putin into an invasion. I think Putin has been inside the head of the president and his team from the outset. And I think they fear him in terms of his potential for escalation, waving, uh at the potential use of WMD in front of them. And as a result of that, that is why Zelensky doesn't get all the help that he really needs.
0: Wow, what a sad testament. General Jack Keene, Fox News Senior Strategic Analyst, thank you so much for being here on the show and your perspective.
1: Sure, thank you very much. Always good talking to you, reader, and your audience.